Hello, and welcome to this very special edition of the Mail-In Podcast, or should I say, the Female-In Podcast. I'm your host, Sally DeFries, and to my right is my sister. <laughs> no, I used to sing to the right. Yeah. Lily Betcher. What's up, Lily? What's up? Thanks here for we coming are. in. My first time in the new stew. Oh, I didn't realize you hadn't been here yet. Yeah, Randy gave me a tour. It's pretty nice. Yeah, looks great. Uh, so for those of you who are new listeners or maybe wondering where Brett is, Brett is on a cross-country road trip. You might be keeping up on his social media. Um, and so I'm filling in for him as on the soundboard today because I don't know how to do it. So actually, Randy is filling in. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> and Lily came in to join us to answer some questions. The way this episode's going to kind of work is we're going to answer some like fun ones. And then the second half of the episode, we're going to talk. We got a lot of questions about pregnancy, postpartum, motherhood, parenthood, et cetera. Those can still be fun. Those can still be fun, <laughs> but like may not, not be your fun. total jam if you're like, you know, not 22, a single man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you may be wondering, what is the mail and podcast? We do our best to answer your questions, get a laugh in, maybe walk away with something useful. If you're a 22-year-old male, like maybe you're going to learn about postpartum bleeding today. I don't know. Maybe oh, that's – maybe Randy's not thrilled about talking about this. <laughs> How can you help us out? Tell a friend about the podcast. Send some clips. Shouts to Adam for cutting our clips. Is he still doing that, Randy? Great. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline at 888 888- 362 M-A-I-L. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, which is at Malin Podcast. Also, we have a new YouTube uh, channel. Our YouTube is youtube.com slash Malin Podcast. Real easy to remember. But before we get started, Lily, anything going on in your life right now? Any, any like anything going on in your day? I've, I've been trying to do the fall fits of the sweater up top. Shorts on the bottom. Yeah, I saw style that when you walked in. It worked for about 10 seconds this morning. I'm the opposite. I do degrees. leggings on the bottom, shorts leave on the top. Well, I should be doing leggings. I haven't shaved in like a week, so. I do actually like a sweat short situation. Uh-huh. Sweat, sweatsuit, but with shorts. Matching sweatsuit. Where are shorts. you getting this from? Uh, Target has some. Emily hand me down. I just got <laughs> Um, Emily's our older sister and our other older sister, Natalie, and we, Lily and I get most of our clothes from them because we're cheap and we, I got my prom dress from one of them. (laughs) I've always been a hand-me-down girl and I'm cheap. Um, what else is new? I don't even want to go into the house thing. So let's not, that's the newest. I got a haircut. If no one noticed, thank you for noticing Randy and Lily. (laughs) Yeah, Randy definitely noticed. Will didn't even say I just thought you curled it. No. I got a haircut. It was awesome. How do you like it? (laughs) I need to get a haircut. Here's the thing about me cutting my hair, and I don't know how it is for other people, especially guys, because, like, Will schedules his haircut, like, when he's at the haircut he's currently at, you know? I don't do that. Oh, no. See, Drew, like, is like, I need a haircut this week, and he calls and goes the next day. Will does that, I think. We can't do that. But you've got to get in on the books like really far ahead of time. But I only cut my hair probably three or four times a year. Oh, I'm like twice. Yeah. Maybe three. I think I've, I'm going to hit three this year. But I 
I'll be at a point where I'm like, oh my God, I hate my hair so much. And then I have to get in, but it's been too long and I didn't think ahead to get a haircut. So then I have to like text my girl and be like, any cancellation you have, I will, I'll show Well, up. you're lucky because you don't also have to color your hair. So. Oh, yeah. That's even worse. You have to try to get four hours in. The try audacity. scheduling that in advance. Yeah, you can't. With a child. It's not easy. It's not happening. But. All right. You ready to get me some questions? Sure. Okay. Hit me. Not about hair. Scallywag, peanut brettle, and Lillian. Wow. Peanut brettle's not here. Peanut brettle is an interesting nickname. Have y'all called him that before? No. Okay. No one's also ever called me scallywag. I like it. On couples costumes. I'm not the biggest fan of cheesy ones and worry my girlfriend will opt for one after she decided not to go for her original costume. Firstly... What costumes should be avoided altogether since they'll be too common this year? And second, what about obscure reference costumes from cult classics or old films? I usually go for obscure ones and want to see if my GF will do one too. Okay. Really wish you would have told us what her original outfit was. Correct. I needed to know. Mostly out of curiosity. Okay. What are your like no-goes on couples costumes? So I'm not like a huge Halloween gal. Me neither. This I've- is- I was trying to think, like, I've dressed up with Drew a few times, but it was always because we had, like, a part. Like, we don't just, like, dress up and, like, trick-or-treat on our street or sit at home and hand out candy, which is what we do now. We don't dress up to do that. Are you going to hand out candy at your on your street this year? Probably. Yeah. I think it's a great trick-or-treating street. Although I'm I probably have to get king-size candy bars because it seems yeah. like the Thing to do. The type of the neighborhood. Anyways, They're rental houses. Yeah, rental house in the nice, nice parts of the streets. Um, I was trying to. You've think. had some good. I've had costumes. some good ones. I did. You know the standard Wendy and Squints. Uh huh. That was a great did one. The old man and the the, guy, the kid from Up. I was the little boy from Up, and Drew was the old man. That was one of my personal favorites. And everyone knew who you were. <laughs> and everyone knows we like spray painted Drew's hair gray, yeah. and I like was holding balloons and made my costume. That was a yeah. doozy. But um, I personally think I'm with him. Like movie people, or like you know something from a film, or something that everyone will know, but like, it doesn't have to be sexy. I'm like super anti-sexy Halloween. Right. So obviously I was a boy one year, a boy scout when the up costume and then the windy one. I mean, I guess you could consider that sexy, but Did you didn't y'all go as uh dancers from the Justin uh, Bieber. Yes. Music that video? was another one of my favorite ones. Justin. Sorry. Well, Drew was Justin Bieber and I was the dancer from the sorry video where they're all wearing jerseys. Right. I'm all I'm also about like convenience. I'm not trying to spend a fortune to go get a slutty outfit. Okay, so here's the thing though. Here's how I feel about Halloween. I don't I'm not super huge into Halloween. We've done honestly probably our best costume was Will and I dressing up as each other. I was going to say that's always a go-to, but you have to have very specific, specific looks. Looks and like, like professions. Right, like it was easy to be Will because I put a beard on and, and he put And easy to be you cuz your red hair, right. nurse, you know. So that was easy, but if you're just like, no offense, you and Drew dress up as each yeah, other. I was like, like, okay, what are you just gonna like trade Aviator Nation shirts and <laughs> yeah. like put on trucker hats? I know my friend one time dressed up as her husband because he golfs like every single week and I'm obsessed with golf, and she straight up wore his clothes and then 
did a beard, but he wasn't there. So it was funny because yeah. it was girls dressing as guys, I think is funny. I don't know why. Like, because they clearly don't care. It's not right. like you're trying to like look really sexual if you're dressed up as your husband or boyfriend. What I was going to say though is my issue with Halloween is like, if you have to explain your costume, I don't really give a shit. Most of the time, I don't know what people are unless it's like super obvious and you're just like a ladybug or you're Peter Pan. But like, if you're like a couple and I don't know who you are, I don't need you. Like, I don't want you to get all exasperated that you have to explain it to me. That's what I was going to say about the old time. Or what did he say? Like old Cult classics. Or, yeah. Yeah. I would not know who those people were. Like, I would know. Well, you would know because you don't watch anything that's not that's set right. in the present time. That's right. But fun fact like, about Lily, she won't watch <laughs> hate historical pieces. Historical pieces. But like, are you, is Greece a historical piece? Well, no, but that's like, no. Okay. I'm talking like, I mean, there's like those movies that everyone's seen. Okay. I'm right. I have not seen, God, I can't even think of an example. Like Star Wars? Well, any Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, no, thank you. Okay. What are the, uh, when they're not like, what is it called when they're not like in our world? Sci fi, sci fi. Do not like, You're not sci-fi. a big sci fi fan. Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, who is? I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't <laughs> dress up as Baby Yoda for Lily. Yeah. She'll be pissed at you. Um, I think ones to avoid, which he asked, are, well, are there any common ones that you think like everyone's going to be this year? Um, okay. See, I'm also really bad at this. Like last year, I feel like everyone was the Megan Fox, MKZ or like Kim. MKZ. MGK. MGK. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, we have one of my friend's little brother's a DJ and we call him. MKZ. Okay. Anyways, um, clearly, I'm not good at the pop right. culture. Uh, like the at, everyone's always one of the Kardashians in their current right. situation. This year, I feel like it's gonna be. Um, oh, I've seen it. I like can't think of it. Randy, do you have any pop culture icons that you think people are gonna be this year for Halloween? Um, Eddie from Stranger Things. Oh yeah. There's something else that everyone's going to be that recently. I don't know. Happened. This is the thing. I, most of the time, I'm like not cool enough on pop culture to like do a pop culture. Right. Reference. Or I'm just not like, yeah, like if it's right then and they, I'm not like getting a costume right then and putting together mm-hmm. the popular pop culture reference. One of my favorite one, the only one that I've ever like done real good props to, and I was like, this was not me, but someone did it. And I was like, that was hilarious, was. We were at a couple's Halloween party. It was like a date party. It was whatever like the Kayo Kappa thing was. Uh-huh. Halloween. And this girl came as her boyfriend came as a um she her boyfriend came as a globe and she came as a beauty queen. And she was like a meme from like 2007 or eight where she basically was talking about it's one of the, uh, um, the global <laughs> she talks exactly about like about. the Americas. And she mispronounces all these countries and the globe said all of the shit she said that like weren't real places. Right. That was funny. Yeah. Memes I think are, are funny, but, but like you said, you can't, you don't want to be the person who overdoes it. Like you don't want to be the American girl doll meme. That's like, we need an American girl doll who 
finds PSLs to be her only form of personality or like whatever bullshit. Like, don't do that. I personally like the costumes that are like, um, (laughs) this is might be silly, but remember another one following someone was the movie theater floor and someone was the janitor. Yeah. It was like, like, like some, like silly things like that that are paired together, I think are funnier than like trying trying to be be another couple, like trying to be a famous couple. I, I don't think that that's, Low-key, I think Will and I are just going to be ripping Beth from Yellowstone. Okay, that's good. Well, that's easy. But because we look like them. And then, I like, say, if no one knows, I'm just going to be like, we're I will Beth, say Brad as MGK, no, and I know his initials or whatever, last year was, like, very good. I did forget that. He was Brad so was good at MGK. Like, I walked in and I was like, I didn't even know that was Brett. I was just like, he's so in character. Did you dress up for that party? Um, No, I had come from a wedding. Okay. But I was, was oh, that was also when everyone was white or uh Dave, Dave was White was Lotus. Armand from White Lotus. That Amazing. Was a good one. I think if you're doing pop or like if you're doing something that's popular, doing something from popular like TV shows, like Stranger Things or whatever, is the better route than like a popular meme. Meme or couple like, you know, Kim and Pete or whatever, you know. Yeah. They broke up, but you know, I think it's funnier. To do like, I also fake. think if you can't think of a good couple's costume, you don't have to go together. Right. Or you could just, or you could be the same thing. Yeah. Or like, I, uh, my one of my favorite couples' costumes was two of our friends' senior year dressed up as the troll dolls. Remember those that like had their hair like, like yeah, they had one, their one hair of those up parties. I was a nerd, and, were, and my we're in like nude, uh, body nude suits body with like. Suits. <laughs> crystals over their genitals that's was a good. great costume um uh, well like one year i was a nerd my date was a calculator <laughs> remember i made him wear a poster that looked like a calculator um the other one i was gonna say you either dress as the same thing or like totally random just like i was saying pairings like i know a girl and a guy that one was the hooters girl and one was a uh bucket of wings or something yeah and the guy was the girl though like the guy yeah. wore fake boobs and stuff and the girl had like wings sauce all over her. So like, I mean, you could literally do anything, but I think steer clear of the the memes. The memes and the people. Don't like, go as dude with sign. Okay. That's... Or yeah. Or Chloe and Tristan and their baby. You yeah. Know? Um, I think a great way is whenever we tweet this episode out, please respond to us. In the comments of some what you're good, be. Co- some good. We're actually looking for a costume for uh, Bane and Fritz. Yeah, I actually think I have. I thought idea. we were going to do Tommy and Chuck. I think we should. That okay. this year is perfect because they yeah. can walk, so yeah. they just wear diapers and t-shirts. I mean, we're going to have to order the costume soon, though. Yeah, you know what would be a great shoe for Halloween? Have you ever heard of Rothy's Lily? I haven't. Okay, you. Prepare for your mind. Be but blown. I am in the market for some shoes. And you know who would love these too? Drew. Drew. God. No, I'm not. Drew's not allowed to buy any more shoes. Well, except for at this these. price point, he's going to want to. Uh, Rothy's are versatile shoes that I love because you can dirty them up and then you just throw them in the washer and they're like clean white again. Clean white. Love a white shoe. Love a white sneaker. They have really great driving loafers. Honestly, they're so comfortable and they're machine washable, which is a huge plus for me. Uh, Say goodbye to the break-in period you usually have to go through with other shoes. They're soft, flexible material 
and material and wildly comfortable insoles make them one of the most wearable shoe right out of the box. Okay? Because so you don't have to like – and other stuff. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Flats for women. Lo- great shoes. Very stylish shoes actually. Um, this is for Drew. Dirty sneakers. Biggest pet peeve. He hates them, right? Like I've literally Psychotic. watched Drew scrub a shoe with a toothbrush before. <laughs> it's embarrassing. They're 100% machine washable thanks to their sustainably made material. So you never have to worry about dirtying them because you can just clean them right up. Sally, Drew has a specific toothbrush for shoe cleaning. Not anymore. So, Not with Rothy's. So this is a great idea. Even the sneaker laces and the whole shoe are made from recycled plastic water bottles. So you're helping the environment as well. No wonder Rothy's best-selling men's shoes get a five-star review from almost every customer. And to top it all off, the driving loafer was just named one of Time's 100 Best Inventions in 2021 in the style category, calling it an ideal shoe for the late pandemic era. This season, find out why People fall hard for Rothy's with new shoes, bags, and more for everybody. You can snag something for yourself or someone you love, but probably yourself first. For a limited for a limited time, get twenty dollars off your first purchase at rothys.com slash mail. That's Rothy's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash mail for twenty dollars off. I'm in the market for some new white. I'm telling you, Drew's <laughs> gonna love these things. No, but for me. Well, and you. I love a white shoe. Both of you love white shoes. But they're the worst because you can never clean them. So now now you can. Now you can. Let's get to the next one. Okay. Hey, Sally and Lily. I'm looking to sign up for a new travel rewards related credit card and I'm having trouble picking one out, mainly because I want to get an Amex and I feel like I've been stubborn in that choice. For backstory, my aunt generously booked us a trip for my whole extended family to Portugal, but I need to cover my flight. No complaining from me whatsoever, but I thought this would be a good time to take out another card to grant me extra benefits and raise my overall credit limit. Plus, I love traveling. Any recommendations on cards? If you don't feel comfortable talking about what is in your credit card arsenal, then do you have any tips on what are the best added benefits to look for in signing up? What travel cards do you have? Um, I'm a horrible one for this because I have Southwest because we use it for everything, but Drew has... Amex and Chase. Right. Sapphire? Yes. I think probably the two most popular are going to be your Amex or your Chase. I feel, I actually think, I mean, we haven't really utilized the Amex rewards. I do feel like Chase is more geared toward travel. Okay. Amex, I feel like, is like everything. But you have an Amex. So I have a Chase and Will has an Amex. I actually have a Delta Amex, a specific Delta Amex, but Will has an Amex Platinum. Okay. Um, Both have served us well. So we both used, I used my Chase and he uses Amex to book flights when we went to Europe You're a Delta Chase or Delta Amex? I have a Delta Amex and I have a Chase Sapphire. And a Chase, okay. Yeah. Chase Sapphire is the one that like, I'm pretty sure you get like $300 reimbursed on flight stuff. It just depends. So that's the other thing I was going to say. First of all, I'm not the points guy. So that's always a good place to start, like lead you to a different blog. But like he's going to be the most up to date on what deals are going on. And I chose the cards I did based on what deals were happening at the time. Yes. I was going to say, do not sign up for one unless there's like. Right. Because there's. Then you're so mad when there is a deal and you signed up right. and got a measly 5,000 points and then straight up next week you get companion pass. Right. So 
couple things. First of all, like for you and I, we both have a Southwest visa because we fly Southwest a lot. Right. And it has led us to get companion pass because of where we live. If I lived in New York, I probably wouldn't have a Southwest right. visa. I'm not flying Southwest as much. If you want something where you're – if you're – really loyal to a specific airline, which I feel like is not super common anymore, then having their credit card can help you out because you're, you're likely points. to get more points through their stuff, makes it easier to book, et cetera. Amex in general tends to um, partner with Delta, but you can use their points across the board yeah. for other airlines. I think you can like convert them one-to-one -one or whatever. Right. Um, Chase, it, both, okay, so Chase Sapphire Reserve, I think, is the nicer one, and Amex Platinum, both, I think, at the current time, and this might have raised because of inflation, have a 450 or maybe even 550. 500, I think. 550, maybe. I think Drew has the Sapphire Reserve, and it's like 550, but he his whole thing is like, well, you get $300 right. back on so travel. So that's the, like, yearly fee. E. But you're supposed to get, you know, $200 of credit for doing your global entry or TSA pre-check. You usually get like a $200 or $300 travel credit. I mean, I'm not reading any. I'm just guessing. So you yeah. like look at what they say. Uh, travel credit, upgrades, et cetera. Um, Will was actually sold on the Amex Platinum right before we went to London the first time in 2019 because the guy, when he was – he was like doing something on his Amex and the guy was like, Hey, I noticed that you take a ton of Ubers and we can like, we will get you cash back or whatever it is on Ubers. This is going to help you, whatever. So we'll sign up for the platinum and then the pandemic hit and guess who didn't take any Ubers anymore? <laughs> That's right. I was going to say, yeah, like certain cards have certain but benefits, both Amex and Chase. Um, if you book like hotels through them, you'll get, you know, late checkouts, you'll get complimentary breakfast, things like that. Does Chase have, because the Amex does also have the whole, like, you buy an iPhone, you get lost or theft protection. You Like, does Chase have stuff like that, or is it primarily travel? I'm not, I'm not sure. That's something to look Because that's another into. thing to look into. Like, and is Amex he just wanting this, he or she just wanting this beca because of this trip, and it seems like a good idea to start paying attention to credit cards because right. they want to travel more or like for me I got the southwest one cuz we fly the southwest all the time but two it's like double points on groceries so I use it for like just mm -hmm. everyday stuff I'm not well, like trying to upgrade flights to Europe yeah so I think knowing what's most important to you is number 1 right if travel is most important to you I think probably Chase or Amex are going to be the top 2 and at certain points, one is going to edge out the other. Uh, Amex currently, I think you have access to like, if you're a platinum member, a bunch of lounges and stuff. So if you like, yeah, are trying uh, yes, Drew has the Amex and we get into the Delta lounge. Yeah. That thing is the Centurion lounge. Oh, okay. That thing is nice. Okay. Lily, Lily loves we, I honestly hate layovers, but I'm like, well, if there's a lounge, I will. <laughs> I will oblige. Get a mimosa uh, and a free meal. Then, like, again, if if one of them is running, I think when I got the chase, it was like a 100,000-point bonus, mm -hmm. which is why I did it. Um, same thing for Will. Southwest, 
is always a good card to have if you live in an area where you fly Southwest a lot. But you can get, if you weigh it out, like they'll either give you yes. 70,000 points or even like a companion pass, which is worth and it. And also plug straight up message me because I want to refer you and get the points. <laughs> I want to get the points. Okay. So um, there you go. I, I definitely think if you, as long as you can stay on top of you're not like charging a bunch to different credit cards and then not paying them off, having multiple credit cards is not a big deal. Right. I was going to say they mentioned, the person mentioned like upping their credit or whatever. You you don't want to have like 10 cards and be maxed out on all of them, obviously. Right. I have a credit card that I actually lost and I have not used in like four years, but it's helped my credit because of my utilization. Like I've never put anything on that card because right. I lost it. And it's actually better for your credit to just keep it open and not use it than right. close it. Same. So, yeah. I have, I think currently I have a, I have a Amex, I have a Delta Amex, I have a Southwest I'm, I'm Visa. I'm shocked about the Delta. Like, do you fly Delta a lot? Well, we started flying Delta more when we went Oops. to Michigan, when oh, Will and yeah. I first started dating. Um, I have a Southwest and then I have an Amex that's like part of Drew, like Drew, Right. Got like a free additional. Well, usually you can add like a user. Yeah, add a user and he got something for it. So that's why he got me that card. But I don't ever really use it. Use my Southwest because I'm trying to get companion, which is a totally separate topic. But me and Dylan and Brittany have talked about this before. It's like you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars to like maybe save $300 on a flight. It's like their marketing is genius. Yeah. I think we did. A decent job at answering that question. Yeah. I would say, honestly, if you can decide, go with the one that has the better promo. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. At the end of the day. Just and also, go with the they're one. They're all going to have benefits. So, And then, especially if you haven't booked your flight yet, you get the card and then book the flight on the card. So right. You so you go you towards the, the bonus. Yeah. Because usually you're going to have to spend like $4,000 to even get the bonuses. Yeah. In the first three months or something. Honestly, Portugal sounds nice. Yeah. Okay, next question. Okay. I feel like guys can get nervous that a girl will take trying to hit on them as being creepy. So what were y'all's immediate red flags that a guy was being creepy or your best stories of a guy trying to hit on you and totally fumbling the first impression? Okay, I have to say I'm maybe kind of clueless to people hitting on me. Like Mm -hmm. I just, maybe because I'm in sales and I like talk for work, like I'm always having conversations with people and I it, I don't assume like if they're com- conversating with me that it's hitting on me. So I just like have that person because I'm just talkative in general. Mm-hmm. So is Drew. So I feel like if someone like starts talking to me at a bar or somewhere, like my first thought isn't, oh, they're hitting on me. So I have never had a a moment where I'm like being hit on or being talked to where I was like, ew, this guy's really creepy. Like, creepy is a vibe. And yeah, I would think it's hard. More like their look and uh, mannerisms yeah. than like what they're saying. I don't think if you go up Let's to somebody and like strike up a conversation, ask to buy them a drink, and then they politely turn you down, that's fine. Right. What creepy is, is like being persistent. In a way that's unwelcome. So like if they're like, like oh, sliding up next no, to you. No, I'm okay. <laughs> like 
thank you though. I'm just here with friends or I'm here with my boyfriend or whatever it is. And then you continue to like push the boundaries. That's creepy. Creepy is just, it's hard to quantify what it is because you know it when you see it, but you can't just like. Yeah. But I would say very seldom is it creepy. Right. Like, I don't like if you're just striking up a conversation or asking to buy a drink, I'm not like, oh my God, it's creep. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> well, the example that I have of someone who was legitimately creepy and I would say one of the worst fails at, uh, you know, hitting. trying to hit it on me was we were like at a Royal Oak in Houston. I don't even think it exists anymore. It was a great bar. And we're just like hanging out. I was waiting for a drink. A guy comes up next to me. He's trying to order a drink. He starts talking to me. We start talking about Houston, whatever. I'm like literally thinking nothing of it. And um, he's like, can I buy you a drink? I literally just got a drink. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. And then he's like, do you want to go back to my place? Literally within like right after asking me. Oh my God. To buy me a drink. Aggressive. And I was like, uh, no. No. (laughs) And then he was like, okay, well then I'm not going to buy you a drink. Like that, not only was that so aggressive, very creepy. Yeah. Very aggressive. Ew. And then like put out such like creepo vibes that I was like, I now need to get away from this person immediately because I'm like worried he's going to drug my drink. It was so aggressive. Yeah. like Like I think if, if you're talking and you're just having a conversation, I, I would say having a conversation, you're not going to, you're going to steer clear of creepy. It's when you try to like make some comment or like, like about going home or even like, I think immediately defaulting looks. On, on looks. Yeah. Obviously love to hear a compliment. Like if, if you, somebody said like, you look great tonight, but if they're like, if they lick their lips, yeah, they're like, like, okay. Disgusting. I love that blouse on you. Like something Staring really specific feels way chest. too creepy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think just, I, I honestly think it's attractive if someone's like a little forward, like, you know, could I buy you a drink rather than like trying to make some comment or mm-hmm. like a pickup line. The other thing that's creepy, there's such a balance. It's like, there's like, like attractive cause you're forward. And then there's creepy because you like won't let up. But then there's like also like don't be the weirdo who's just like hanging around. Like if you and if you and I are at a bar talking and we're like having a drink and one guy's just like a foot away, just like clearly eavesdropping on what we say and like smiling at us and like being weird. It's like either make the move or make don't. Make the move. That's now you're weirding me out because like now I think that like you're trying to poison me. Yeah. Stand at the bar and then strike up a conversation about like what's on the TV or something, you know, sports, whatever right. it is, but don't just sit there. I, and I, and again, think like striking up a conversation or say, you know, maybe starting with, can I buy you a drink? But like saying some line, like, yeah, I've been watching y'all, you know, y'all look like you're a great time, you know, like, <laughs> like that's obviously very bizarre. You just don't, I think there's, you be confident and to the point, but then there's also like, if you get turned down, there's literally nothing to lose because who yeah, gives a shit? You just like walk away. Yeah, and they're never literally going to see you again. Yeah. And if they do, it's like, oh. But then if they turn you down, no like, deal. be like, okay, don't keep pressing the issue. That's where it gets weird. Yeah. I also will say, I don't think, I think how he worded the question was like, people usually think it's creepy. I don't think 
it's creepy to be hit unless on. it's like a situation where they're being weird and they're making some weird comment or like immediately asking you to leave if you're just asking like i don't think that that's creepy i agree don't like lick your lips though or like look them up and down or stare at their chest that is creepy <laughs> that's creepy i was trying to think of a good story i don't really have any but it's been a while yeah speaking of been a while uh i think we're now going to move into the second section of this oh podcast so when i uh yesterday uh solicited questions on instagram and twitter saying that you were on we got a lot of questions about pregnancy weddings postpartum uh parenthood etc i'm going to be straight with people who ask me wedding questions uh we answer a lot of those already, so I'm just going to, like, save that for later. Okay. Because we – you did have a destination wedding. So did I. But I have answered many a wedding question on this podcast. If you have a very specific need to know something, uh, you can DM me and I will do my best to answer. Or me. I've yeah. had some people DM me specific questions about, like, Cabo and stuff. Yeah. But um, here is your chance to uh, – Tune out if you don't want to hear about postpartum bodies. Randy's taking off his headphones. He's out. Um, Randy just left the room. But I do think that there is some stuff that can be helpful in here for males and females. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take off my sweat sweater really fast. It's really hot. <laughs> the, the postpartum talk is getting you all worked up. No, it's just like, God, I'm probably having a hot flash. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be somewhat of a rapid fire because we've got a lot of questions, so I don't want them to be long-winded, but we're going to just go for it. Okay. Okay. She puts so, the sweater over for the fall vibe. Fall vibes, obviously. Places the okay. sweater on her shoulders. First, it's all pertaining to pregnancy. Okay. When did you know you were ready to have a child? Ooh. Um... I mean, uh, I knew I was ready like right away after Drew and I got married because we dated for so long. Um, and I always knew and Drew always knew, too, that he wanted to be a younger dad. Like he had Bane at the we had Bane at the same age that his dad had him. Uh -huh. So he like really liked that age difference because mm -hmm. him and his dad still do a lot of stuff together. So and we had been dating for like five years pre-marriage right so like we had gotten all the like travel kind of young fun vibe out of the way yeah um i don't know if i mean for us like natalie has kids our sister i always knew that i would have kids and so for me it was kind of like why wait because right i'm just getting older and but I don't think I was like, oh, I'm ready for a child. Like, I think right. it just happened. And then when I was pregnant, I was like, okay, we're going to get ready yeah, because we're pregnant. Yeah. That's how it was for us. Yeah. Uh, we were the same. We dated for five years. I think I knew I wanted to have children, but I, when, even when we got married, I was not ready. I wanted to like travel, do more, but then the pandemic kind of ruined through that, that yeah. it, a wrench in that and i thought well i don't want to keep waiting around for stuff to like open up for us to like be able to take the trips we want to have i would rather just like start living a different part of our lives yeah um it also kind of happened that my friends were in a big wave of pregnancy so mm -hmm. my uh some of my girlfriends who'd already had babies were on their second baby and 
Um, I think when we knew we were going to start trying, y'all were already pregnant, but we didn't know that you were pregnant yet. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We got pregnant right around the same time. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, okay, let's do it. I don't think Will was like totally convinced. I mean, yeah, I don't think to, to be for any of the guys still listening, like if you're not totally 100% prepared, I don't no think one's you're ever, ever going like, to be. So it's like, if, if you're just scared, I mean, everyone is. So yeah. pregnancy is nine months for a reason. That whole nine months is you like preparing. And then yeah. when the baby's here, you're still preparing and learning. I also think like for me, um, we were married for, I guess a year and a half. Um, it was right after Drew's accident that I was kind of like, okay, I'm not just going to like sit here and like, just because I want to like go to Europe and be able to right. drink, you know, like I yeah. it was kind of like, well, let's just see what happens. And then it did happen. Yeah. Uh, how did Drew or Will best support you while you were pregnant slash through motherhood? Um, okay. Well, we're going to have different answers here while we were pregnant. Cause I actually loved being pregnant and I don't really Lily feel like and I had very different pregnancies. <laughs> yeah. Like I loved it. Had I not like had a baby bump, I would have felt the same. I think that was what was really hard for me in pregnancy. I, yeah, you, you and I had talked about it. Like we, I didn't tell a lot of people. I didn't feel good. I was very anxious. You were like flitting around <laughs> shitting rainbows and I was like vomiting. I mean, I think that's common for a lot of people. I right. mean, we're obviously scissors and we're pregnant at the same time, but for people that have really easy pregnancies versus people that like, are miserable. And I kept waiting. I, what's funny is when we decided that we were going to try to have a baby, I was looking more forward to being pregnant than I was actually having a baby. <laughs> and I remember being like, I'm going to glow so hard and I'm going to look like a goddess. People are going to be like, just so blown away by how beautiful I look. Because I'm gonna be like bringing life dote. into the world. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. like they, everyone's gonna think I'm so and cute. I was <laughs> so bloated <laughs> and like so. I know. I look back. I'm like, like wow, I wasn't my like that. GI cute. system. <laughs> I couldn't go to the bathroom. Then I was going to the bathroom too much. It was like a fucking shit show, literally. And I personally had a hard time connecting with you about it. I was like, I don't want to talk to Lily. Lily's happy. I am miserable and I hate it. I didn't, well, Alyssa and I were pregnant at the same time. I didn't want to talk to Alyssa about it. Like yeah. it was, um, we'll touch on this later about motherhood and postpartum, but like you think that all these people are having all these amazing experiences because they're posting on Instagram, like right. pictures Obviously, with their happy. stomachs on yeah. their belly and they're glowing and they're, they like have Haley Bieber skin. But, like, you don't know what someone's going through. Right. And um, all that being said, same caveat of, like, trying to get pregnant versus your friends who are having babies. That's always a really hard comparison. And I know trigger warning, obviously, I said this five minutes ago. But if you are, have, are trying to get pregnant and listening to this is going to be hard for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. And feel free to stop. Um, um, I Well, what I was going to say about the support thing, for me, I, like – I, Drew didn't really have to do anything different to support me, but like for Will, for example, like you needed a lot more. I, I also think like, I, I sometimes joke to Drew, I'm like, this could be so much work. Like I could be puking yeah. and I'm like being so great. So like when I ask you to get me something, 
if you scoff at me, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. You know, you're having like hormones or whatever. But I think a, a good way to support them is like, like for Drew, one of the hardest things was like, he didn't really treat me any, not that I want him to treat me differently, but he like didn't really think to like go out of his way to do stuff for me or like when I was like, couldn't bend over, like, you know, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. He just didn't think anything of it. Cause I didn't really ask or like mm -hmm. make a big deal out of it. Whereas now I'm like, man, maybe I should have kind of like asked for more help or yeah. asked for more support. I was just trying to make it seem like I was totally right. Good. And like everything I could do everything on my own, but it's like, you do have to keep in mind they are creating a human. So like, whether it's like digestive issues or just hormones, something that Drew has learned when I would get like upset or something for no reason. And he would go, well, are you maybe just a little hormonal? You know, like yeah. that's obviously not the right thing to say. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Will has had some experience with that too. But I think just being like hyper aware that a lot of stuff is out of our control. Yeah. So like, whether it's I'm having a great pregnancy and but I'm just like a little emotional or I'm having a shitty time and I'm puking and can't go to the bathroom and yeah. all I want is a chocolate chip cookie. Maybe that's not the time to be like, well, you need to eat some protein, you know, yeah. like, just keep in mind that like stuff is happening to us that we literally can't control and that you also have not can't prepare for and that they can't ever do like yeah. they're never gonna be like oh here you give it a shot and see if you can feel it out right will was i think really good about understanding that i w was volatile <laughs> uh that my moods were volatile that i i mean he started making fun of me at the end because i was doing a lot of groaning which was <laughs> i was rude. doing some grunting too that i like didn't realize i was like getting out of bed and stuff and drew's like okay <laughs> Yeah. Can you relax? I think I think just knowing as a guy that you will never be able to experience the same thing and asking how you can help. Uh, right. Yeah. That's the and, best. And we're so hormonal. I mean, at least for me, like if I'm craving something or asking for something, don't give me a hard time about it. Just do it. Okay. Like yeah. it, this is not the time to talk about like if with I, I wanted fried I'm chicken like, all the time. And so Drew just had to like eat fried chicken. You know, I was like, okay. Unless I'm asking for a cup of vodka, like you don't have, <laughs> you can get me what I want. Yeah. Which might be a deli sandwich. And I know that there's, people feel some type of way about that too. So. Yeah. Uh, did you have any freak outs before you had been? Like about what you were doing? Oh, well, yes. But mine was obviously a different scenario. We were like not living in your a, house. We were in a temporary situation. We moved like 10 days before Bane was born. That yeah. was like a freak out. Um, yeah. I didn't really have any huge freak outs about once the baby's there. Mm -hmm. Because I like, you're, I mean, you're just prepared to like not know what you're doing. Yeah. And like, I think you and I both had some freakouts of like, do we need this? Do we need these clothes? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, you can Amazon something if you need, like, yeah, none of that stuff. The stuff part does not matter. Like, My freak out was like a couple of months before. I think I was probably like seven or eight months pregnant. And I realized like, 
I'm never going to be able to nap like I used to. And I was so sad. And you know what? I thought that too. And actually, that it's not true. <laughs> uh, it's true at the beginning. But like, yeah, once Bane was taking Learned. some nice naps, yeah. I was able to nap again. So things could turn around. Yeah, that's true. Um, I will also say the, well, you kind of like freak out about like your, I didn't really have like a freak out, but like you just start to be like, oh my, I remember Drew and I were doing something together and we were driving somewhere and I was like, oh my gosh, we're like never going to be able to do this again. Like he's going to have to go and I'm going to have to stay home because one of us is going to, and like, that was like what I was most concerned about, like running errands together and stuff. Mm -hmm. Did not need a freak out about that. Yeah. One, if you need to run errands by yourself, it's no big deal also, or just take the baby. It's yeah. You don't need to freak out about it. When did you start thinking about baby number two or have you? Um, I think you kind of start thinking about baby number two when you have baby number one, but mostly because yeah. you're like, I guess I could do it. I think it's hard because like I have right a boy. After, after I would say when he started sleeping again, I was like, I guess I could do this again. Yeah. When you easily forget, at least for me, I easily forgot how shitty pregnancy was. I was like, I'd be pregnant I, again. I honestly forgot how the beginning was. Like the yeah. first eight weeks, Bane was a pretty good sleeper. Like at, so is Fritz, I feel like at like eight weeks, like they slept, you know, people are like warning you they're not going to sleep for a year. You know, yeah. like it was not like that. I kind of forgot that first like six to eight weeks where like you are not sleeping. I was breastfeeding. So I was like up constantly you know, leaking, sorry, <laughs> hate to say it. Like, I forgot that part. Remember we went to, Leaking. we went to Commodore Perry. You were with us, right? You were yeah. still pregnant. Yeah. Bane was very little. And like me and Drew just looked like dead behind the face. And like, I don't even remember that happening. Yeah. Man, I wasn't even like drinking. It was like, I was just like, so, and I, I forgot that. Like someone was talking about my, one of my friends due in November was like, oh my gosh, the newborn phase. And I was like, oh Yeah. I forgot about, like, I think you just, you just quickly forget about when the they start getting stuff. into a routine and like six months, they start like smile. Well, they smile before that, but like having a personality, you're like, I would do this again. Yeah. Drew was very much like six months and later is I'm like about it. Yeah. Um, and we want them to be close together, but I also think like, like Bane's in this phase right now. So it's for it's, it's like kind of starting the toddler phase Yeah, where it's like, Ooh, this is going to be a doozy with a newborn. Yeah. Like, and having Bane have like random meltdowns and can't tantrums. tell me what's going yeah. on. Um, yeah. So I think someone said, I actually heard someone say this, whatever gap happens is the gap that is right for you. Like you make it work. So like, right. obviously all five of us are different age gaps apart and there's like pros and cons to each of well, our you and I are the furthest apart at a little under two years. Yeah. 23 months. And then, Natalie and I are the, the closest. closest. And like, like there's, you could say that there's pros and cons to each of them. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's like, oh, pff, you waited two years to have another. Well, you should have done it at 18 months. You know, yeah. like, I think it's, you just make it work. Yeah. Okay. This is last about pregnancy. I just found out I'm pregnant. Where should I start? And when should I start telling people? I think this is very personal. Yes. First of all, okay. Where should I start? A couple like actual logistical things. Call your doctor at six weeks, which is really like uh probably what 
I think you're like two weeks after your missed period, you're technically six weeks. You Call need- them right when you miss your period and schedule it yeah. for a couple weeks. Because so they can- won't they won't see you until six to eight weeks anyways. But- right. So you can like get your blood drawn, do all that. Um, I downloaded the What to Expect app. I think I have the bump. Yeah. And or, yeah, the bump. was The, the What to I Expect used. app is great because it kind of tells you like how big they are and like what symptoms you should be expecting, what, et cetera. What they're doing, like what yeah. they're growing or what they can do. What size vegetable they are. But the best part about the What to Expect app is, hidden gem, is the message boards. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. You can search those puppies. Well, this is the thing. They put you, you put your due date in and they put you in a message board. I was in a message board April, 2021. If you've ever felt like you had a dumb question, these people are dumber. Okay. (laughs) You get on there. It's like the equivalent of going to Schlitterbahn when you don't feel good about your body or like a Walmart in Galveston. You get on there and people are saying some of the most ludicrous dumb shit you've ever heard. Oh, yeah. That you're like, okay, well, I can be a parent. If yeah, this person like, can parent, I definitely gonna can do it. If going to pop out a child, I feel great. Yeah. Confident. People are saying unbelievably dumb things or just like really like the shit and that you can search if you have a dumb thing without like asking yeah. someone you know and feeling like a total loser. Yeah. Like we... uh you know, we talked about the stuff you freaked out about. These people are freaking out about other really stupid shit. Yeah, like, like I peed three seconds longer than I normally yeah. do. Is the baby fine? Yeah, it's not good. Okay, <laughs> uh, it was my favorite form of entertainment while pregnant. When I was feeling really down about myself, I'd get on there. Instant, instant lift. Oh, I will also say that people post some pictures on there that you're like, didn't need to see that. They're like. My nipples are really dark. And you're like, okay, please don't show us what that looks like. Or I have this weird, you know, leaking happening. And then they post the photo of it. And you're like, did you need a Randy post looks it? not okay. <laughs> like, aggressive. When, when did you, how far along were you when you started telling people you were pregnant with being? Um, I was, I told people, I think, like I told some really cool, I told all y'all like right the day of my first appointment, the day I went in and there was like a heartbeat, I told my family. Then I told like some friends a few weeks later, I think at like at that point it was like eight or nine weeks because they were like friends that they were in town and I wasn't going to see it maybe. Right. And then, but like broadcasting it, I didn't like post it or tell my work until I think 13 or 14 weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I posted it at like 14 or 15, but I had told people before that. Right. I think it's very common for people to wait until the first trimester is over to fully broadcast it to everyone. It's also totally up to you. Like for me, I was like really scared to tell people before the first trimester. And Drew was like, you are going to tell these people regardless of what happens. Mm -hmm. So like those people, I would... I feel like we should tell because you're going to tell them if something were to happen, you would tell them. And if right. either way. Um, so that, that was kind of how he made me feel better about like telling you before it was too, you know, before you, there's safe no, or like, I think now that uh, miscarriages are becoming a lot less taboo. I agree with you. I think if you want to tell people the day that you become pregnant, that that's fine. I think. Yeah. 
obviously most miscarriages happen in the first trimester. But like you said, if you are planning on like, if you were going to have a miscarriage, letting that person know that it happened, then probably telling them that you're pregnant is okay too. Right. And I also think it's become great. Like people feel more comfortable speaking up about Mm -hmm. all different types of, you know, miscarriage or, um, having trouble getting pregnant or whatever. If you are comfortable talking about that and you, you like feel like you need to talk to someone about it, then maybe telling people like your path, right. Or like when you're trying, like if you want someone to talk about some people need that, you know, community and assurance to like be able to talk to about it. And I, I understand that. That is the worst part. I think at at the beginning is you're so secret that like, if you're like, I can't tell a soul, you feel super, you feel alone. alone And you're like, that's why the message boards are funny. But like, at least you're like, okay, there's other people out there experiencing the same things that I'm experiencing. Um, because it's like that two week wait or whatever it's called when you're like, if you're trying and you're waiting to find out like that people it's like miserable and if you're super hidden about it then it just feels even more yeah lonely okay let's move on to postpartum we're gonna start being a little quicker with our answers okay what was the worst sorry in advance randy this could be it what was the worst part of postpartum what was the best part i can easily answer you answer first worst part for me was postpartum depression baby i had it bad yeah uh you weren't i Thankfully, had already dealt with depression and anxiety. So when I had it, I recognized it, it within about a week. Uh, postpartum was very difficult for me. I knew that it was not normal. After about a week that I was crying, I would say 90% of the time. Like that, you shouldn't be crying all that much. <laughs> yeah, um, you just kind of cry for no reason. <laughs> I mean, you cry for no reason, but you shouldn't be like sobbing all the time. All the time. Uh, and so I called my doctor and she immediately got me on meds. It was my shouts to Dr. Garcia for recognizing that I had an issue. Well, and that you recognized it too. Uh, Cause and, it's also hard to know. I mean, your the hormones are so ridiculous. Yeah. I think that's no one prepares you for the hormones after you're like, Oh, you're pregnant, you're hormonal. And then yeah. after you're literally like screaming the F word at the nurse in the hospital, like yeah. I was because I spilled a drop of colostrum <laughs> on the floor and thought that my baby wasn't going to, you know, live past it. So right. there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, that was, that was the worst. Uh, breastfeeding was also very difficult for me. In the beginning, it got a yeah, lot I was easier. Say, then you, it's cr- it's very it. hard for most people. Uh, I think in the beginning. What was the best part? Uh, baby snuggles. You just the smell. Yeah, they when smell they like so when they good. like I let Fritz sleep on my chest so much, like just all the I, time. Yeah, I was. I don't even. I, best part is hard. I, they smell so good. <laughs> it's just like they, their natural scent. They smell like. Literally, I just puppy. miss like him, like putting his little head. In and mind. just my thing was like stuff that he was doing, like you know, like like, like twitching or like their coughs. Just everything that they do is like a tiny human doing it. It's yeah. so cute. Like I had this video of Bane like sneezing and then farting, and like <laughs> I watched it like fifty times because I'm like, it that would not be cute if Drew did that, but it's cute as a baby. Like it is. <laughs> and everything they do is like oh. They're so, and their toes, their toes are so small. They're literally so small. Like I look back at Bane, I'm like, I cannot believe this toe was like this small. Uh, um, worst part for me, really quick, was I. You know, I do love sleep. 
Yeah. And I don't want to scare anyone because like people saying freakouts and stuff. I mean, it was a doozy because going from like, I was kind of prepared because at the end of my pregnancy, it was very hard to sleep because I was so uncomfortable, but like when trying to sleep, but like you aren't getting a good REM cycle. Okay. So just the worst part for me was like, I felt, I honestly felt like I was in days like yeah like a simulation I was like is this just like is someone controlling what I'm doing like (laughs) I was like I'm literally just like this baby eats off me then I like try to lay down yeah and I have to eat or I forget to eat then you're like pumping it's like very robotic then you do it and then you forget that you did it and then you want to get pregnant again yeah uh what is your relationship with your body like postpartum positive negative how are you feeling I feel like my, I'm like, do not care about my body. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds bad. But like one, I'm like, cool. I mean, my, my, my body just did something like incredible. I was like very on that. I kind of get annoyed when people are like this body does so many things, but it does. And, but I just didn't really like, I did not care what my body looked like after. Yeah. And I, I was like walking a lot and stuff. So I, I do feel like I was able to lose yeah, most of the weight, like pretty quickly. Obviously it wasn't like as tight, but like I was just talking to one of my friends who just had a baby. You don't need to worry about getting your three workouts in a week. Okay. Like if you're, if you have an hour of time and you want to sleep during that hour or yeah. watch a movie or what, like by all means, do what you want to do. Or if you want to work out because for your sanity, you feel like I want to like get my heart rate up, then do it. But like, I remember Drew would be like asking me about the gym and I'd be like, I'm not thinking about the gym. Like we were at the time getting into a new gym and I was just like, that's not what I'm thinking about right now. Like if I have free time, that's not it. I'll go on a walk, but I'm not like, I'm not trying to like tighten up my body right now. That was like the least of my concerns. I was very critical of myself while pregnant, especially towards the end. I just felt really fat, not glowy. Well, and you're just kind of like, is this ever going to go back? My face was so big. My face was so swollen. You don't actually notice as much until until after. after. But then after I feel like it, I didn't like my body was whatever. And then it was like, I think at a year I was like, damn, I like, I'm really proud of myself. I look great. I feel yeah. great. Like I not saying that I'm like a supermodel over here, but it's probably the highest body confidence I've ever had. Yeah. I do think there's something to be said about like knowing what your body just did, mm-hmm. but then still being like active. Plus not to mention you are like caring for another living beings or carrying yeah. it around, keeping it alive. Um, like for me that I was a big, like breastfeeding for me made me feel really cool and like good. I was like, this is awesome. My body is creating the means. I am a cow. Yeah. Like living for something else. And, uh, I will make one note because everyone's like the weight just falls off. I don't think that that's necessarily true. Like I think if you do it for a lot, a little longer, it does help with like your, your calorie intake and stuff. But like, if you start breastfeeding and you're not like back to your weight in two weeks, that is not not you know, like you're not don't you expect to be I wasn't back to my pre-pregnancy weight until after I stopped breastfeeding yeah I think everyone's different like some people breastfeeding like pulls the weight right off yeah I did like utilizing the breastfeeding to eat whatever I wanted though yeah I was like hell yeah okay last couple questions 
these compare or these are about parenthood. One yeah. uh, that I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I I messaged her because she said that basically her question is how do you not compare yourselves to others with regards to your kids' development? And uh, I literally messaged her because she said that her child is a scooter. Oh. And not walking yet. And that she's self-conscious about it because her daughter scoots and people get comments about it. And if you're not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically just like scooting on their butt instead of like crawling. Uh, the reason I brought that up is because Bane was a scooter. <laughs> it was actually so adorable. It was yeah. way cuter than crawling. <laughs> Fritz was a crawler. Fritz, Bane started walking how much? Like 14 months? Yeah, 14. Fritz was probably 16 and a half. I was like worried he was never going to do it. Yeah. One uh, thing I'll say about the comparing and something that I've learned, like you and I are in a weird situation because we actually truly can be like, oh, where are they at kind of with other kids? Yeah. Um, I Like with walking, I was like, I don't want him to walk. I was like pushing him over at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, when they start walking, they start running. And when they start running, they start running into things. Yeah. So I think taking like – People are always going to compare or say they should be doing this by this point in time. Like, I think Bane was a really late because he crawled for like a minute before he started walking, but he was scooting for that whole time. And then mm -hmm. he like, like would kind of crawl and he was really late to the scoot or crawl. Mm -hmm. um, and he just didn't crawl very long and then started walking. Like every kid is going to be totally different or some kids would crawl for six months before they walk. But they're like, I just think. If you're comparing, just think of the positives of like what you're comparing, right. right? Like, oh, my kid's not walking yet. Well, I don't have to worry about my kid bonking his head on the table, yeah. the corner of the table. This is going to be something we struggle with for the rest of our lives because if it's not what, how long it took him to walk, it's like how long it took them to like, you know, Throw Speak, a, which they're both very slow at. Right. <laughs> or like throw a football however many yards or get an A on a math test or this and that. Like that's always going to exist. Right. I think as long you have to, and I, you have to remind me this all the time because I look at Fritz and I'm like, Fritz is tiny and he like is so short and they keep putting him in the second percentile in height and like, is he going to be four feet tall when he grows up? And that's oh my gosh. likely Ridiculous. not going to happen. But the pediatrician will tell you like if they're concerned They'll tell you. Right. So if they're like, hey, your kid's not meeting these milestones. Here's where we need to work on stuff. But if they're like, yeah, that's normal. It probably is normal because that's yeah. all arranged. And keep in mind, the pediatrician knows what's normal, not your friend's kids. Yeah. So like if your friend's kid walked 11 months, congratulations. They're going to have to keep an eye on them way more than you do. And that's that. just because they did doesn't mean that that's what's normal for your kid. We always... Right when Bane and Fritz were born, Drew would make this joke about Bane being real advanced, like as a joke. Yeah. But those parents who are like really hyping up their kids, great for them, but they're probably insecure about other shit. So yeah. like it's it's what I always say on this podcast, like comparison is the thief of joy. Where you are in your relationship, life, work, et cetera, is not where someone else is, even how it looks like to the outside. And you have to just let go of that because it's going to eat you alive, especially if like starting now when they're a baby, like it's only going to get worse yeah. with their kids when they don't make the A-team in volleyball or they, right. you know, you, like it's only going to rub off on them and then they're going to think that that's not normal. Yeah. 
like for Bane and Fritz, they're both they both don't talk very much. They both make a lot of sounds, but they don't say a lot of words. Well, Fritz said dog yesterday. Yeah, so. Fritz is Fritz is trying to learn the dictionary, but um, I, like I don't think that it, it's not a concern with anyone else, and I think they're so cute. So I'm like, I don't really care if they don't talk. Like they're yeah. still the cutest ever. So it okay. doesn't matter if they're doing what everyone else is doing. This is the last question. What were your relationship changes post-child, for better or for worse? And do you have any relationship advice for people? Because I think a lot of people messaged me being like, I'm worried it's going to change my relationship with my husband or wife or significant other. So you and Will, I feel like, are better at this than Drew and I. Because we go to therapy. Well, also, y'all, like, spend time. Y'all, like, make it a point to spend time apart. Apart. Mm -hmm. Um, and Drew and I need to get better at that. It's kind of hard with the living situation, yeah. but, um, I, I mean, your relationship is going to change, but like, it's not, not necessarily a bad thing. Drew and I were just talking about this the other day. We were like, isn't it wild? Like you care so much about the baby, you know, this other being like where that, all that attention used to be directed at each other. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, I, I care about Drew's livelihood, obviously, but like, I care more about the child's livelihood than my own. Mm -hmm. So like, obviously I care more about it than Drew's. Yeah. Um, and so that is going to change and, and that's normal. I, th I honestly think it would be a little scary if it didn't change. Um, but I, I think the relationship is going to change, but being like very open about communicating that, um, and like knowing like Drew and I sometimes will like we're just gonna be on so each other's nerves all day and like Bane's having a freak out or whatever and we're just going after each other and then we just have to sit there and be like, okay, maybe we need to like a date night or something. Like maybe yeah. we need to just like spend some time and talk about something else, <laughs> like or get a, a change of scenery or something. Um, because I do think no matter what, it's gonna change. Like you have another human right. that you're responsible for and that you both care more about than the other. Yeah. Like than your own self. I think so. it's really important. Something that Will and I established very early on that was took some growing pains is like each of us took time to be apart. That's a little bit easier too because we don't work in this. Like y'all work from home. Yeah. Uh, but like Will would go golf or I would go out with friends. But there was never a tit for tat. If one of us wanted to do something, we laid it down ahead of time so the other person could prepare themselves, get childcare or whatever needed to be done. But give ourselves time to be away from our family, to like decompress, to be away from the yeah, responsibility. Yeah, we need does that a lot. I don't do that a lot. You need to do it more. I don't do it at all, really, because in my head, I'm just like, well, it's just easier if I'm just here with him and like I don't have to get a babysitter or whatever. But he'll be like, okay, maybe you need to go yeah, do something. And like then it's also really important. I think especially now you and I are hitting this where when they're having a breakdown, the child. Yes whether it's they're a newborn or they're like having a tantrum. It's not your partner's fault. Right. But you get like you direct your anger toward them because you don't want to direct it at the child. Right. And so then it's like, okay, I'm not the one having a meltdown. Yeah. It definitely changes. I think for, uh, for Will and I, therapy has helped. Just having someone to like go through communication and stuff with is always helpful. Yeah. Um, we just do that more of like a healthy tune up, but you know, I, 
it can change. It has made our relationship better. Like having a child has like made us closer, but it's also hard. I mean, having a baby is not easy. Something I think about, they said it any advice, something I do try to think about when, because it's just like when you get a dog and you're like, oh, we're not going to like fight over who gets up in the morning or whatever, but you just, you do. Like mm-hmm. I, when I find myself being like, I got him up yesterday, mm-hmm. I try to remember like, okay, there's going to be a time where I'm not going to be able to like go pick him up and get him out of bed. Like he's going to be a teenager and try to avoid me yeah. at all costs. So I try to keep that in mind. Like try not as much as you can. I mean, you're going to, to but try not for to do the comparison. Like, well, I did this yesterday. You can do it today. Yeah. And I do that a lot. I need to get better at it because I, I'm always like, well, I, you know, you were gone three nights in a row and I put him to bed. So yeah, it's your turn. I need to not do that. Speaking of, I got to wrap this up so I can go put our son to bed. Okay. Um, on that note, Lily, any final thoughts? No, but if you have any more, like maybe gross or like questions that we didn't answer postpartum or pregnancy, or whatever, feel free to DM me. Cause I do feel like I, I'm an open book with that kind of stuff, but I yeah. know we didn't want to like talk, you know, really, really upset stuff. Randy over here. Uh, where can the people find you, Lily? <laughs> they can find me. I think I'm at Lil Betch on Instagram. Yeah. B-L-I-L-B-O-E-T-T-C-H. Okay. And I think I'm at Lily Betcher on Twitter, but I don't really tweet. So I'm Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. That concludes the mail in podcast. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend. Don't forget to hit the hotline. We're going to be back to regular scheduled programming next week. 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Everyone have a great week. Bye-bye. That's all for now.